version of you. That's what she is. Which is perfect because he is, you know, he's. What story do you represent then? I am freaking Target. That's what I thought. But I wanted to see if that's what she was. Target. I'm Target. I mean, I'm not healthy enough to be Whole Foods, but give me a little bit. (laughs) What about Trader Joe's? Too. Welcome back to the Let's Call Nothing podcast where we discuss all things fan girl. We are like recording these episodes a little bit out of order. So here goes nothing. Yeah. So at this point, we have definitely finished Aqua War and we've definitely finished we, discussing us. We have, we have definitely <laughs> wrote the notes and uh, haven't been putting that off for. I definitely haven't. I've definitely thought month. about this within the last month since we've. <laughs> no, Reba was like, hey, let's do the, the other episodes um, Friday night and then we'll do the Aqua War episode Saturday morning because I'm going to be really tired. I'm not going to feel like talking. This girl has not shut up since she's walked into this house. Well, I had to, you know, update you and all the she is holding a a friend's glass of <laughs> blueberry wine. I think this is the and uh, just talking about people. This and is <laughs> this is what I want Reba to be every time. Yeah, we do a podcast. Yeah. Well, and I have to take multiple trips within the time period. Swirling yeah. her blueberry wine. <laughs> if it's brute wine you're looking for, I will buy you some. <laughs> I almost bought some myself last time, but I didn't. Ooh. I only picked this because I was like, hmm, North Carolina, let's let's get something here that's from here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, the county in which we live is selling one that is made in the county. Oh, I didn't know it was made here. Mm-hmm. Is that the new wine store or is that just... I don't know if there's a new wine store. It's not in town. It's over on the other side of the county. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I bought a bottle. The it's county. pretty good. <laughs> of the county. Who's making wine? You know, I don't Our know. Our neighbors do. They give us some. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that uncommon, actually. There's a lot of people around here that make their own wine. Oh. I mean, if I guess you, they've had to over the past few decades. If you have your own, I've heard, um, we <laughs> discussed it in church the other day. It's funny enough. 30 plus minutes. To um, buy some. <laughs> I heard that, you know, there's still people around here making moonshine. I'm not shocked by that. No. Mm-hmm. But you got to be careful about that. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, chances are, if you have a muscadine vine, which produces a lot, you're going to be making wine. That's what our neighbors gave us, was muscadine wine. Mm-hmm. I think they made blueberry at one point, but the last couple of times has been muscadine. Which, uh, not that wine, but there's another wine in Mississippi. It's sold in Natchez. And it, they said it's muscadine wine, which I guess Skepanon te- technically is a muscadine, but it's the it's like the white grape version. Mm-hmm. And so when I took a sip of it, I was like, they said this was muscadine <laughs> and it's definitely Skepanon. How dare they? How dare you? It tasted just like a Skepanon. <laughs> and I was like, I could love this. Like, it's amazing. I would be horrible at wine tasting. I'd be like, it all tastes the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give me more. Give me Give me more. crazy. I will be asleep. I'm so crazy. Got a bottle of the hotel just because they look kind of good, but I decided not to. Do not. Okay, here's the thing. If the bottle looks good, usually they're not very good wine. Anyways. <laughs> At this point, um, we've definitely discussed all of the original trilogy. We, we've done that. It's happened. Yeah, we definitely caught up and I, talked about all I, of our stuff. I've wrote every uh-huh. single word of yeah. the notes. I didn't uh-huh. get three chapters in. Give you one of them and say, hey. You said, I'm going to give you 74 because I feel like you'll have a lot to say. And I was like, what happens in chapter 74? I've looked since then and I do have a lot to say in the <laughs> margins, evidently. It's like crying, sobbing, OMG. Throwing up. <laughs> That's why I do it. Screaming, crying, throwing up. Yeah, I was like, I, I was looking at it and I was like, about to start writing and I was like, Caitlin's going to get we mad We know at me. I'm going to have stuff to say and we'll get into why I have stuff to yes. say momentarily. But at this point, um, we're going to talk about the rest of the Aquatar book so far. Mm-hmm. So we are kind of semi-done with Feyre and Reese's story. And we're going to get into the lovely novella that Peyton has read and that Reba evidently read. She came and she was like, by the way, I started fil- Silver, Fl- Silver Flames. <laughs> Silver Flames. <laughs> and I only got 50 pages in and I was like, oh my gosh. And she was like, also, I read all of Frost and Starlight. And I was like, how dare you? Because <laughs> I haven't read it. Kaylin's got FOMO. I, I, the biggest FOMO or who's ever FOMO'd? That's because I was going to surprise them both by 
finishing both Frost of Starlight and Silver Flames, and then I had to give up on Silver Flames due to work. But I read all of Silver Flames. I finished it today with tears in my eyes. Oh my goodness. We're I did not read Frost of Starlight, but the page that I turned to was interesting. <laughs> Where I was like, well, okay. <laughs> so... Where do you want me to start? Reba, do you want to? You can start because honestly, I cannot remember everything that okay. happened. How long does this take place post Akko War? Like, I mean, I know it's, I don't remember what season we're in whenever Akko War ends. This? One, one to three months? I don't know. I think so. She says it. It does, but. Well, let me put it this way. It's around Feyre's birthday is when this takes place. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. when her if birthday is. If y'all don't know, her birthday is the winter solstice and also... She's a Capricorn. That wasn't what I was focusing on. <laughs> I didn't mean to add that to your also. I just had that to say and that's when it came up. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something too. Basically, this is a glorified... I don't even know. It's not even glorified. It's a Christmas fan fiction of the cast here's my opinion why did they sell this to people people spent money on this people spent money on, i spent money on this it's not a, and they call it the fourth book it's not it I, is you should not spend money on novellas that is my statement there mm-hmm. you go also pause for a second it was funny because this was this story series of books was brought up at the bookstore i was at today so that was funny mm-hmm. um about convincing one of the other workers there to read the series anyway mm-hmm. um <laughs> did you give your two cents yes i did you say i have a whole podcast about it <laughs> yeah i added that in there but <gasps> <laughs> So if you were uh, talking to Reba at the bookstore, hey. And then go back and uh, listen to the ones where we talk about her looking like Bella Swan and put your two cents in. (laughs) I mean, like, Reba, you look like Bella Swan. I hate Bella Swan. (laughs) You act like her. You look like her. I can't stand her ass. Honestly, whenever you showed us that picture, I was like, this looks like uh, like a parody of Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Reba was in the most glorious picture ever. And I hate we can't show it. We can. We just got to cover up her face. But it's amazing. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <ooh>, Photoshop. <laughs> Photoshop. Kristen Stewart's face. Please don't. <laughs> on top of Reba. Like a lip bite. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? It won't look out of place. Due to lighting. I hate you guys. <laughs> what were you saying? Honestly, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> You're talking about this being called the fourth book. And I agree after having read that. This does not, to me, count as a fourth mm-hmm. book because they describe it as a link between yeah. three and what should be considered four. It's 3.5. Yes. It is. It, it literally says that it is a link between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this- I don't think that should be considered a whole entire book now. It's only called a fourth book because they put it in a freaking paperback that matches the rest. Yeah, that's And it looks dumb. pretty. It does look pretty. It looks pretty. That's the only compliment you will see me giving this book for the rest of the the night. So, I, Caitlin, have not read it because I am fervently against novellas. I do not like to waste my time. Mm -hmm. And whenever I finished Aqua War, I was like, I don't want to waste my time or my money. I want to get to Silver Flames because I love Nesta. Uh So, that's what I did. And I... I didn't have any regrets till tonight, and I was the man left standing, not having read it. Also, let's say well, now, now we have two different perspectives, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> you could have had mine. I would have been like, I love this. <laughs> well, I, considering how how brutal Peyton is against this, I feel like a second opinion needed to be had. <laughs> I would have been like four stars. <laughs> I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> The other thing that makes people think that this is a book is that it's 230 pages long. No, no. That, I don't think that should count as a book either. Okay. It doesn't. That's but not a novella people, length. So so it is like a book length, but it's it's definitely nothing Sarah fucking Sarah thought happens. she had a lot to say. She thought and Sarah, she did. Sarah. I'm wondering if she thought that and that maybe she had more in that and then ended up putting it in Silver Flames instead. She did. There's interviews with her talking about like sitting down and being like, I have more of a story to tell and like deciding. I think she decided to do Silver Flames uh-huh. or just like a continuation and go into like Nesta's story mm-hmm. and then she had to figure out how to like bridge it. And she's an overrider clearly who has a lot to say and who knew she was going to make money off of it. So she came up with Frost and Starlight. There is no plot between these It's pages. a novella. There shouldn't be plots in novellas. I just said this so. is not a novella because of the length, but it's a novella. Okay, so but like yeah, something happens. It's the biggest 
it's a fan fiction. It's a 233-page fan fiction. Mm -hmm. And that's all there is to it. Like, it it didn't really bridge anything. Mm -hmm. There's a couple spots that I I think is worth it. don't know if I fully agree in my opinion that it's a fan fiction, but it does have a different feel to the characters Mm -hmm. a little bit based on what we've read previously. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It reads like a fan fiction to me. Have you, like, never, like, been that person who's, like, I wonder where the characters are now? Yeah, but I created it in my head. And trust me, want to get into it. Okay, let's get into it. So. (laughs) You want to fight? Okay. Uh, I'm over the summary. All right, so this is told from five different perspectives. I do like that. I do that we get, like, multiple point of views. First person or third person? Oh, well, that's the thing. So both? Yes. What the f- Chapter three. Okay, so the first two chapters I think is either Farah and recent or just Farah. So chapters first chap they're from first person. Yeah. When it gets to Cassian in chapter three, third person. That's so weird. Because yeah, I mean I know like mm-hmm. you wrote changes first POV to third. I know like with the original trilogy, like it's obviously first person, even whenever we get Reese's uh, point of view a couple yeah. times it's first person from him and then whenever we got to silver flames like it's third with, person it was third person with cassie and nesta mm-hmm. so i don't understand why that was how that was even a choice like yeah. it's so it's weird. weird and i even had to go back and check because i was like wait a minute this was first person a minute ago mm-hmm. like nesta i think every point pov outside of farah and, and reese is, is third is third person but i but that's a weird that's, choice that's a weird that's yeah i mean you're in the character's heads you're just in it from a third person perspective, perspective. it makes no it yeah. makes no sense also what was the, other, the one thing i will say about it is that we get a little bit more clarification on eris and what happened yes um, there is because we have morris pov so there is yeah. more clarification on that. Like the whole thing. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so I have my own thoughts, but I haven't read this. Okay. So throughout Silver Flames, since we're gonna get into it, throughout Silver Flames, Eris comes back and he's mm-hmm. like, Well, I helped out mo- more. Uh yeah, she's just not telling y'all. Mm-hmm. Wink wink. Yep. Like she knows hey what f- happened. <laughs> he's he's like, Oh, it was just uh I helped her out. I saved her by leaving her there to die. And it's like, you read it, and it's like, no, you didn't. You were just being a dick. And I don't know, maybe SJM's got a something up her sleeve. That- With Eris, definitely. Yeah. Because he's like in the last chapter of Silver Flames. Like, mm-hmm. there's an interaction. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely more to him. I want to say he's gay. It, like... With Silver Flames, we're just going back and forth, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, his conversation with Cassian within the last couple of chapters is mm-hmm. Cassian kind of seeing, like, okay, he seems to have come from this amazing life of luxury and everything and being, like, a High Lord's son, but was it really great? No. Like, that's what Cassian's seeing. I don't see the, like, him being gay thing. I just, like, not that particularly, just, like... Cassian seeing that there is more to him. Mm-hmm. I just think that because of how flippant he is with women. Mm-hmm. If you if you don't care, but does he care about anyone? That's the thing. Does he just? I don't know. There were there had to be something. I can't I can't like pinpoint it, but there was some. Maybe he's got like an Oedipus complex or something. Yeah, there's <laughs> some um, interaction in Silver Flames that I was like, Eris might be gay. Um, I guess that's my crack thought pot theory. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> we'll get to more of those. But I think he might be, and I mean, there's no trouble with it. I just think mm-hmm. that you know, if sitting right here, I was like, "Ooh, Eris and Tamlin, that would be that would be that would be a thing." That would would be- that not be toxic? Yes, but it would. <laughs> I don't know. Here's the I have thing. a Tamlin chips. <laughs> here's here's uh here's the thing. BL and toxicity for some odd reason works better than straight straight toxicity it really does <laughs> we'll get into it when i get to my blonde reads um <laughs> I, don't re- I don't remember what my thought was when reading Moore's point of view about what happened with that i don't remember kind of what my thought was on that because i also don't remember the entire situation. how is like what do you get out of Moore's point of view because i was thinking about that it's just the one chapter where it explains that one part because i was there were two chapters maybe i don't know i, I was just thinking one. about like 
uh, future Aquatar books, because there's supposed to be like three others or something. Uh-huh. And um, how, like, I personally don't think more will have one, even though she is like part of the inner circle. Why not? She doesn't have a personality. But I was thinking about, you know, how, like, reading the other books, you've been. Like, we've been like, oh, she's just, like, side character energy. Yeah, she is. So, that's, like, why I don't. So, her having a point of view, I'm just wondering, like. It was literally only to throw this in. Okay. It's to throw in the perspective of her. She could be such an interesting character if she was cared about enough. Who'd be that? And maybe she could have her own book and become interesting suddenly. Yeah. I mean, Elaine is going to, and I don't know how that's going to work unless she goes evil, which is my crackpot theory i agree with peyton on the point that this is not a a must read it's definitely not clearly not i've read this series twice and still have not read that book however i based off me reading that and just the first 50 pages of silver flames i feel like it made me understand uh, the situation with nest at the beginning a lot more yeah yeah i can understand that yeah. Because you go into Silver Flame and you're just like, okay. Like, They've had a falling out, obviously. Yeah. Um, but before we move on to Silver Flames, I do have a couple more things. The f- sex scenes. Apparently, we're going to have that's, some... Di- that's all reason Farrah care about, mostly in this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the dis... Uh, uh, okay, here's the thing. So, we discussed the wings one, where she had the wings while they were flying over the city. And I was like, oh, that's when that thing happened. No. So there's another sex scene in this book. Oh, and you've read the first part of it. The sex utterly devastated me or something. They mind f- each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was both. In- Honestly, why haven't they done that it sooner? It was both physically and mentally happening at the same time. Were they like doing the same things? Like, I can't even. I'll get I there. was like, I don't know how. Read she- it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she described it. But like he was caressing her mind or some bullshit. And like, it's terrible. More, and it was also kind of like a a feedback loop of like what was happening. Yeah. Now that part is most definitely taken from fan fiction, though. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, this whole book is. I don't think that the entire book is, but there are certain parts of it what, that scream fan what, fiction. What are you saying is not fan fiction about this right here? Well, it's written by the author. I think she fan fiction. Do you not fanfiction your stories? Yes. But that that part is that you edit out. Okay, so you read you read Silver Flames. Loved it. Loved it. Okay. That's great. That's dandy. That's not the point I'm getting to. Good for you. So you love Silver Flames yeah. without reading this. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. And you don't have to read it if you don't want to. That's true. If you would have asked me if you needed to buy that and read that before you bought it, I would have said no. But you didn't ask for my opinion, I'm so sure you read you did it. Tell her no, she did. <laughs> but <laughs> she had already is, bought it. Yeah, but also because I know your opinion and my opinion are inc- like super. I was different. trying to save you. I understand and I appreciate <laughs> it. But you know, sometimes not because I knew you were going to hate it so much. I was just like, it's useless. It really is. Anyway, what? Um. But, like, okay, Silver Flames is your favorite, or second favorite. Okay, yes, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate Silver Flames. You do not hate it, you just don't like it. I, I have a great disdain for it. You gave it three stars. You give things that you find okay four stars. Yes. Honestly, if I were to have the point system, it would have been a 2.7. Um, this is why I read something about how ratings can differ greatly between people, so you can't really, yeah. <laughs> can't really judge. Anyway, it. What, what was your point before I get upset? <laughs> so I <laughs> read this. <laughs> so I read this book because I knew that we had differing opinions. Frost and Starlight. Yes, Frost and Starlight. Because I was like, well, I loved you know the trilogy. I loved mm-hmm. Akotar, Ako, Math, and Ako War. You know, if it's anything plot driven, I don't know, it was a novella and everything, so I shouldn't have been so upset. But like, if you're going to write something, make it matter. Same. I don't. That's just a cash grab. I think if you are there for the plot, you just need to read the trilogy. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, she's doing it for the fans and for the money. And the, the people like me who like, oh, what about these characters? What about this, this, this? Because people don't rave about the Akotar series for the amazing plots. Mm-hmm. 
They don't. They know better is out there. Mm-hmm. They talk about it for like the characters and like the romance or whatever. So that's why like for me and people like me, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay with moving on. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, with the first three books, it's got such a good story to it mm-hmm. that it didn't bug me. And then I got to these two books. Yeah. Keep in mind, this book, they mind f- each other. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the book, though, that leading up to that is where they decide that, yeah, we're ready to have a kid? I don't know if the decision was ever, yeah, we're ready to have no, a kid. They, they talked <laughs> the about child, it. The child was, con- um, they talk about it a little bit, and the child was conceived in this book. That early? It was one of the two times. Did she? My even- timeline is so messed yeah. up on did these she, books. Did there's, she, there's no way. They have a baby. They have winter solstice and um, silver flames. But, like, isn't she still pregnant? In, like, two years or something? It's 10 months. 10 months? Mm-hmm. Oh. And she has it, like, two months early. He's not conceived in this. There is, is it in my book? There's a, um, the, like, short story, whatever, afterwards in one of the books, the Silver Flame copies, um, is her, like, telling Reese that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when it happens. Yeah. I don't think he, uh, baby is conceived in Preston Starlight, because timeline wise, I, I think they, they discuss kids. And I think she was still reserved in this. And then before that, that sex scene, I think she's like, yes, I'm ready to have kids with you. I don't know if we're ready to get into all that, but them having the conversation and was it Mist and Fury about having kids, which I understand they like just got together. Mm -hmm. Was it Wings and Ruin? I guess early Wings and Ruin. Like they had that conversation and they were... No, Mist and Fury, they definitely have it. I like right after they did the nasty on the table, whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. after they officially became mates, mm-hmm. which I understand it was brand new, and they were just like, "Yes, we want to wait mm-hmm. a few years." They didn't wait that long. I mean, no. it was like a year or two. And like, a lot of people have a problem with that too. Which I understand, you can change your mind, mm-hmm. and like they went through a freaking war. Like, <laughs> um, I don't want kids, but if you ever see the the uh interview with henry cavill where he's like you know i you know all i've ever wanted was a family i was like yeah okay i can see it it's just me i need the right man in mm-hmm. my life to <laughs> meanwhile i want like 10 kids but i don't care about the other person the involved other person. anyways anyways back <laughs> to this okay so we're gonna move on from frost and starlight unless Are i we- find, find another point to talk about don't read it at all ever you don't you don't need to i mean unless like reba says you want to like figure out why things are the way they are by silver flames but like i mean i don't remember anything evidently and i was completely fine and the first okay so silver flames the first 100 pages do feel like a fan fiction to me also yeah that makes sense if you think that is then that Mm -hmm. makes sense to me i mean like getting into a new character's perspectives be it suddenly being third person yeah for no reason yeah like i understand that um let's see i did a little like catch up with the characters by the time you get to silver flames which will not matter if you've read frost and starlight maybe but i did it in order of importance maybe i said okay so first off we got lucian and jurian and vasa the thruple of the thruple and if you read this you see why i say it's a thruple mm-hmm. because like jurian is insufferable yes vasa is through with everyone's shit and lucia uh, like whoever's perspective it is is just like and lucia was kind of weird about it yeah he had this look about it and i'm like because he wants to be with both of them <laughs> i'm all for it Bring it. Um, let's see. Well, Lucian's also still pining after Elaine, but he's kind of like moved just, on a little bit. Just too- <laughs> like it's really like a Christmas present. He's just like okay. <laughs> um, Elaine is doing Elaine things, but she like grows a pair in this book yeah, in Silver Flames. Bit. I mean, I don't think her book is next because I think she, she definitely has an arc, and I don't think we're there yet. You think there'll be a book in between? Yes. I know we'll get to who that is in a minute. She's so excited about it. (laughs) This hypothetical book. No, it's real. I just don't know who it's about. Uh, Asriel is trying to play an international super spy, but Reese keeps on talking him out of dangerous endeavors. (laughs) There's like a scene where Asriel's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go after the queens. And then later on, uh, Cassian's like, yeah, Reese Reese talked him out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, Asriel's just still such a weird character yeah, for me, and uh, we'll get to more about his 
little little story at the end of one of the versions of Silver Flames. Even though I think we talked about it a little bit, but we'll get more into it. Uh, Moore's just being more. There's not much going on. But she's just she's just there. She's in she and shows out up. Yeah, though, mm, we'll get to that one. Bear and Reese are thriving. They built a big old house and are having a baby. And we just talked about that. Yeah. Nobody is happy about the baby in the fandom either. Yeah. This is awful. It's, it's the biggest self-insert I've ever seen in my life. SJM was pregnant while writing this. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Well, she was pregnant while writing um Frosted Starlight. The no, I'm talking about her most recent pregnancy. Oh. She was pregnant while writing Crescent City three. So yeah. you Crescent City fans out there. I also need to preface none of us have read Crescent City, so any fan theories out there We don't know. We them. cannot help you. Peyton and I will be able to help you momentarily, but not anytime soon. Yeah. But y'all look out, there might be a baby in that. <laughs> Probably. There's going to be a lot of smut, too, I imagine, because apparently that's her thing, is smut and babies yeah. going I feel like there together. isn't a lot in Crescent City. Huh? There's not a lot of smut in Crescent City. Well, there will be in the third book, and there'll be a pregnancy, too. <laughs> we'll see who it's between. I predict. <laughs> <laughs> I predict the crackpot theories. Um, Cassian, we finally get to see from Cassian's perspective. In third person. In third person. <laughs> but, um, like... He is just kind of seen as like a goofball, but also, you know, badass war general. Mm-hmm. Like, those are his two modes we He's have previously. He's definitely a Gemini. But, like, he also, like, at this point, he feels a little useless sometimes. Yeah. He's like, I was going to do that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets tasked with taking care of Nesta, and he's just like, okay. <laughs> Which... He's in love with Nesta, obviously. Obviously. If you <laughs> it's pretty it out obvious. Yet. Like, he's in love with her and he wants to help her, but he's just like, I don't know what to do with this girl. She's a lot, which that's why he likes her. She's yeah. mean and she's a lot. Yeah, can't relate. Nesta is depresso expresso and feels left out, so she just decides to distance herself further. And um, as reading this, I felt, I was like, Nesta, girl, I see you. She <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> She definitely is in her usual schema of uh, making friends and then f***ing things up. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, it is that whole, like, I don't want to get close to people because mm-hmm. I, I, like, ruin everything I touch. Yeah. Like, and, you know, these relationships she started building in Akawar mm-hmm. have, like, just fallen apart. Mm-hmm. And part of that was due to, you know, like, their dad dying and her mm-hmm. just getting really depressed afterwards and mm-hmm. just the state she is in and also like she talks about like everyone moving on and like Vera has her friends and Elaine's fallen into that group too and like yeah. here I am still standing here alone alone yeah I was like girl I see you Here's my are you ready yeah you ready because I got things that I love next so tear me down real quick <laughs> okay so we're gonna start out with uh Page 42. And already I'm finding problems. So, if you want to uh, make a plot, you should probably start with that first and not decide some stuff We gotta work later. into it, Peyton, okay? Um, <laughs> Obviously, with how thick this book is. 42. It's not... I'm not working into it. It's page 42. 42 is not that far into a book. That's what I'm saying. You said we gotta work into it. But you're like, oh, it takes forever to get into it. No, no, no. I'm saying... The first chapter of Twilight is 30 pages. I'm just saying. No, you misinterpreted what I said. Well, you already got me on the defensive because you were like, are you ready? (laughs) I apologize. No, I'm saying when you make a plot, like, what do you do when you make a... When you write a book? What do I do? What do you do? (laughs) I start typing-y-typing and seeing what comes out. You don't outline... No. You don't outline? You don't make plans? You really on- don't really think that she outlined? <laughs> she told me to outline. Because it would work for you. Yeah. I know it would work for you. Because you worry about plot. <laughs> I don't. That's the I know how to write. Okay. You, you not know you this. You are plot driven. She is not. Okay, <laughs> I start with the characters. I'm like, let's introduce everyone for 50 pages. Oh, shit. what is going on? Okay, but here's the thing. This is why you have two very different friends. <laughs> we are. Do we know each other? We are. We do. But you have a better <laughs> grasp on things than this. I'm also is. like secretly a genius and I surprise myself a lot. So yes. I, just, I will pull the yes. plot out of my ass and it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like this plot right here, this plot point. Reese takes Cassie and into his 
layer. And then, mm-hmm. you know where my brain goes? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Your own fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> what but, do they do in the lair? But no, um... So he's like, hey, I know you're a war general and this isn't your job, but I need you to play spy because Asriel's busy. It makes mm-hmm. no f-ing sense. It doesn't. <laughs> what is Asriel doing? He's going to therapy. Okay. okay. No, here's the quote I got from the book. As and I have good reasons to believe that the human queens are scheming again. I need you to look into it. Deal with it. And he's like, what? That's not my job. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Asriel's busy right now. Like, what the f- like no it makes no sense Azrael has a side plot we will get that in the next book honestly Azrael could be doing whatever the f*** he wants so <laughs> Azrael is such a weird character to me that like I look at this and I'm like okay whatever I'm like Reese you're being weird but whatever Reese is being like super weird okay Reese so is not Reese in this book this is the character like Merrick a- did him in <laughs> a court of character assassination for Reese it is, is weird um so we are no that definitely started back in frost and starlight it it really did because they feel different in this book yeah because it's a fan fiction (laughs) which okay i read a lot of interconnected uh romances Mm -hmm. and you can like fall in love with characters in their book and you Mm -hmm. get to the next one you're like who the are these people especially the male love interest who you fall in love with so hard the first one then you're just like okay like you just do not care all right so we're in page 61 now. This is, so 61 pages in, right? Reese has talked about sleeping with Farah explicitly mm-hmm. on the only two appearances he has had. That's it's all about, well, I'm going to go f*** her tonight. <laughs> that also happened in Frost's Starlight. Yeah, it definitely did. But <sighs> it, I mean, like, 61 pages. It's like, holy cow, do you not have anything else to do? Like, I don't know, run a f***ing court in Prithian? Well, he he... <laughs> He's pausing on those thoughts because he's always done that. And he's like, let me. He's talking with the boys, okay? Yeah, but you don't want to talk to the. I'm one of those people. That's a kiss and don't kiss and tail kind of situation. If I don't you think really. The bad boys are like. That. No. If you really love a woman, you don't just like, well, she was screaming all night with me. <laughs> like, it's not a fist pump opportunity, my dude. It is not that explicit. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. He thought it pretty well in Frost and Starlight, though. <laughs> oh, okay. So, 73. Yeah, I have a lot to say. They take her to one of the Illyrian war camps to train. Oh, I'm sorry. Nesta. At this point, Nesta, Nesta, they told Nesta, since she's an alcoholic and depressed and uh, sleeping with every male in sight. And racking up debt. And, yeah. And, and Feyre, it reads his name. She clearly needed help. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, so you're going to train with Cassian because pl- because plot. And <laughs> no, nah, they just setting her up. They're like, Cassian. Yeah. I mean, that would be a fairer mm-hmm. thing to do. But also. <laughs> busy body. Busy body Farrah. Um, busy body Farrah. Nosy Farrah. So yeah. like the first time they train her, they take her to this Illyrian war camp. And it was like the perfect setup, like just so she could be like, no, I'm not doing it here because I'm going to sit on this cold rock because they're uh, insulting me because I'm a woman, blah, 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 blah. Like that is that's the whole point of that is is just so she can refuse for longer. So this page can I mean, so this book can be 800 <laughs> pages long. That was a good chunk of Frost and Starlight was about the Illyrian camps, too. Yeah. It's just to set up that one fucking scene. I, yeah. <laughs> I think Cassian was like, where, where are we going to... We can train at the Illyrian War Camp. She can see what it's like. Keep in mind, there's a, like, they're living in the House of Wind right now, and there's a training camp, like, there's a training site on the House of Wind. Was it always there? Yes. I thought they just, you know. They trained Pharaoh on it, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. Shocker. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember that. You read way too much into this stuff. I was just like, oh, now we're going to the Illyrian War Camp. (laughs) (laughs) Focusing on two different things. <laughs> and, I mean, them starting there and then deciding to go to the House of Lynn and then, you know, working with the priestesses, that just, it made sense to me. It wasn't, like, plot convenience to me. It just... It sounds like a lot of plot convenience to me. Also... I'm a very gullible reader. <laughs> you tell me something, I will believe it. Also, Reba, get back here. I need your input. It's time I get into my biggest issue with this book. Your biggest one? 
Well, one of the biggest ones. Damn it, Reba. I'll let you guess. This page 96. What if I had stuff I wanted to talk about? Oh, no. <laughs> what? Out my screenshot. <laughs> Reba, we're going to do a little fairy quiz for you. I'm just going to ask you questions and you guess what 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 the normal uh rate for a fairy would be or a fae. You okay. said the normal rate? Rate or whatever, like the like okay, say like their strength, their stamina, do not say <laughs> do not cheat. I don't know what you're saying. I know what you're referencing, but you're not saying it very well. Oh, I'm sorry. I want you to guess how many steps that a person, uh, I'm sorry, a fae could walk downhill <laughs> on a staircase for. Guess, like, if, like a normal fae, you know, they're, they're like. How many steps could they go down <laughs> without feeling winded? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, suddenly break down and not be able to continue. I mean, like, if they're going down that 10,000 steps, yes. how many can they? Yeah. Yeah. No. Without reading this, I would say all of them. Because you know who we met in the original trilogy? Freaking Farah the Curse Breaker. And she could do anything. She could. She would look at those steps and make them her bitch. I like, know. just looking at them, they would that, disintegrate. She'd be on the ground. That's partially character, though. Yeah. But, like, think of it. Think of, like, they've went through three books talking about how much more powerful the Fae are, how strong they are. I think no, you brought this Pharaoh up was talking about how powerful they are. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Well, give me like what you would think before I said anything. If, if I guessed other than saying like Caitlin would say like all of them, I would say at least half to three quarters of them. <laughs> you would be dead ass wrong. Well, yeah, I know. Nesta's <laughs> winded after a hundred steps down <laughs> I honestly thought it was a hundred that you said, and I was right. But Nesta has been nothing but like a raging aloholic the past six she's months. She's well, Also, she's got her a liver is rotting. I'm just saying, like she's depressed. I get that. I get that. But I don't think that it should be like we've went through three books talking about how much more, how better. The Fae are than humans, and then we give them human qualities such as they can't go that down that many steps. Okay, a few points here. First off, the first three books, whose perspective we read, Fae's. Yeah. Fae's like, oh, the Fae are so cool. Uh huh. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to be like them. Also, I'm Fae the freaking Curseburger. I got the power of all the High Lords, so she can do anything. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Nesta honestly probably could do more. Mm-hmm. But I think she is, is so broken down yeah. that her will mm-hmm. is just not there. So she gives up more easily. I was going to say, her their strength of will probably plays into yeah. it. Yeah. And oh. so, like, and that can become a physical thing where you're your body's listening to your brain and your brain's mm-hmm. saying, you can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so your body breaks down. What? <laughs> What's Cassian's excuse? Why Cassian can't do it? What, what? What's Cassian's excuse? They all have mental health issues. That's why. <laughs> He's an Illyrian general. Do you want to know how long he can play Cassian for? was miswritten, okay? Because <laughs> he brags about it. And he I'm like, brags Sir, about it. <laughs> honey, that's nothing to brag about. Would I have noticed unless Peyton made a point about it five times? <laughs> Every Y'all. interaction I have had with you in the past six months has been about how long Cassian can play. <laughs> Because it's a stupid. And I finally googled it and screenshotted it to you, and you're about to bring it up again. <laughs> this is the exact reason I've been saving this. This is what, like, that is seriously what broke this book for me was the fact that Cassian can only plank for five minutes. Five minutes. He's an Illyrian war general, yeah. correct? What I googled for like a human was like. Nine and a half hours. Yeah, that's which the is longest. ridiculous. I gotta say. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when do you pee? Uh huh. Ill. Why? Ill. But um, yeah. I would say a few days at a time. And I mean, it's just because we aren't shown the limits to their abilities. Mm-hmm. And when we are, it's thrown at us as a brag. <laughs> yes. But, like, I will say that's one thing that SJM does not do well is training. Yeah. Like, she does not do the training montages very well. That makes sense. Like, there's no, like, setup for how mm-hmm. they gain this power or mm-hmm. how hard they work for this power. But I don't think, like, that's her focus in her books, obviously. It's not. But if you're going to add it in there, you need to know what you're talking about. But you know a majority of her readers are, like... Me 
and not like And me. you know what I do? I scan my little eyeballs through those scenes and I'm like, okay, I, I got the gist of it. We're good now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just, I can't get over it. I cannot, like five minutes, five whole minutes. Like, what's the difference between them and humans at that point? Well, they can fly. They can fly. Oh, cool. They can fly. And heal really quickly. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. <laughs> good for them. Uh, are you ready for this cute little scene that I'm sure you loved? Oh, what page? This is going to be 167. If you have any talking... I don't have it marked, Sam. If you have any talking points... Oh, I said... I said, aww. (laughs) Is it the bathtub scene? Yes. Do you know what I have a problem with? No. How did this trauma just magically go away with her in bathtubs? Hmm. Yeah, we can work through things. Yeah. Just a step at a time. But Nesta has it. (laughs) (laughs) She's worked through that. Through that thing. Through that one thing. It's the fire that gets to her now. Yeah. Crackle, crackle. Crackle, crackle. Well, maybe that's true. It's just it was not mentioned at all. She knows the house isn't going to let her drown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the like, house is a nice house. They made a point to say in Aqua War that, you know, she made a, it, it was a point that she was scared to use yeah. a bathtub. SJM did not put that in her series Bible. She forgot about it. She definitely did. And no one called her out until now. Until now. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah I thought she was scared of bathtubs. <laughs> I mean, you can't add trauma to your characters and not explicitly say that it's fixed. You can because some people don't notice it. <laughs> this is why you need me. You're perf- way too perceptive. I gotta <laughs> say, you need to calm down. And you know, I did this all like at one night. It like I think I spent about an hour going through this and like picking on. Here are my problems. Here are my problems. Two point seven five. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have it marked. Uh, the five minute mo- the five minute remark was on page one hundred eighty eight. <laughs> I underlined five minutes and said, "This is when I started to hate this book." <laughs> Bless it. Bless it. Bless it. <laughs> you've got. You've gone to the southern woman. Um, Bless her heart. <laughs> Bless her heart. I will have to say, I think we have commented on this in a previous episode that, like, at a certain point. I uh, recognized that Peyton was not, she didn't talk about this book at all, but I was like, oh, she is not having a fun time. Mm-mm. And then you gave it three stars on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. And at first I was disappointed. But mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and that's just her being generous. Yeah, that's me being generous. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> okay. So also there's this whole thing where... Brilliant, who is her big baddie of the book, and Koshay the Deathless, who mysteriously disappears um, from the book. I mean, there's just no mention of, oh, he slipped through our hands. Because there's more books in the series. But they should have mentioned it. That, that, like, he just disappeared one day, never there's to return There's more books again. in the series. And they, they never and mentioned it. you think Azrael's going to take down... It's 800 pages long, and they couldn't even throw off a one-liner of, hey, I wonder what happened with Koshay. Anyway, so they never, I don't think they ever explained why Brilliant stole Eris's soldiers, like him specifically. I just wanted to make a point of that. he's a little bitch. <laughs> Maybe. I I think there's a lot with the, the Autumn Court that is yet to be explored. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't have a complaint about it. I I think, okay, so what's interesting as far as this book goes, because you're like, okay, like, if you look at it like me, you're like, okay, this is Cassie and Nessa's story. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you look at, you know, the world stuff and the um, lowercase p-l-o-t stuff, then you're like, oh, we didn't solve much of anything. (laughs) But that's because there's more. Mm-hmm. And it just... I mean, there's going to be stuff, like, there's... I feel like it's... I don't think it's been done right in this book. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when you have more, you mention it, like, offhandedly a few times in the book or something. Mm-hmm. And then come back to it in the next mm-hmm. one. Whereas this just completely drops something. Um. Yeah, I do agree, because, like, <sighs> there's just a lot that seems kind of disjointed mm-hmm. in this book, mm-hmm. which... I don't care about that personally most mm-hmm. of the time. It does not bother me, which is why I still love this. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, like while finishing it up today, I was like, you know, that wrapped up pretty quickly. <laughs> and it had such a weird ending. And we'll get to yeah. it. Uh, my mark on this one was going to spoil the ending, so we'll wait. Oh, okay. So I marked this part. So the character assass a court of the character assassination of Reese. Mm-hmm. This is a- so in the book, Farah is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And Reese 
hides the fact that Farrah could die from having this baby. Because baby has wings. Because baby has wings. Because he was conceived while Farrah had wings. And uh-huh. she evidently, she shapeshift conveniently early enough where mm-hmm. it was going to affect the baby, but not affect, it was so weird. Because it makes no f-ing sense. Yeah. That, this was, the I have I have a little heading on my notes for this book and it says quips and qualms and it's all about this. <laughs> oh, and also you think, well... Well, you know, if it's that because her hips aren't made to support mm-hmm. an Illyrian baby. Yeah. And um, you're like, well, if she could just shift back, you know, with mm-hmm. wings. But it'll hurt the baby and they yeah. can both die. Oh, and evidently the Fae could not perform C-sections yeah. without people dying. Yeah. Which I have found weird. It makes no sense. I'm like, how archaic is this place? Like, <laughs> Also the fact, you know, I've heard people bring it up. She complete like the the healer, you know, Maja. Maja. She completely restored Cassian's wings to nothing, mm-hmm. but she can't get a f- baby yeah. out of Farah's womb. Farah's yeah. the freaking curse breaker. I feel like she'd be able to push out an Illyrian baby somehow. You would, you would think so, but no, that's not what happened. Yeah, it's. It fed a lot to the the wrap-up and the plot of this book, which we're going to get to in a little Mm -hmm. bit. But, okay, okay. as far as the assassination of Reese's character, referring to this. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I'm supposed to say it. You were going to get there anyway. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, Reese refuses to tell Farah about this. Yes. Refuses. Farah, you were going to die. Could not have that conversation with her. Uh Uh-uh. Someone who he has instilled so much trust and belief in throughout this series. Just kept feeding her. So much faith in, like... Oh, it's all your free will. Oh, you know. Yeah. I agree. It's the assassination of his character. And I wish I could see a post and maybe y'all could back this up a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, it was like Reese, like I feel like Reese should have reacted more like Edward does in Twilight. And like, so Edward like wanted Bella to live. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. she was like, I'm gonna have this baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was like that choice. Yeah. And he's just a nervous wreck. Yeah. But he just. Which would have made a lot of sense for Reese and Vera. Mm hmm. Pharaoh being like, I'm going to have this baby. And Reese being like, no, like, there has to be, like, another way. Like, instead of refusing to tell her. But it drives along the plot, which is the only reason that it's there. Also, I'm thinking, okay, so SJM was pregnant throughout this. So I think she just had pregnancy brain throughout and just forgot to add plot. The only reason that Reese's character was assassinated was so that we could all be mad at Nesta when she inevitably told Pharaoh. She was going to die. Which, okay. So, first off, Reese, you tell everyone about Vera's problem except Except for (laughs) Vera. Which, wrong move, wrong move. And you don't say, hey, don't tell her sisters. (laughs) Even though they're going to, like, well, Elaine's going to worry and Nesta's going to be Nesta. And Nesta has already dealt with with people making decisions for her. Yeah. So, her deciding to tell Feyre was definitely out of anger over it people was, making decisions was, for her. Was. And she realizes pretty quickly, like, oh, that was the wrong move. <laughs> because at that point, she is starting to grow and develop a little bit. But, Reese, like I just said, as I was lighting my Reese candle during our little um, break, this man, I don't know him. Mm-mm. This it's is not my Reese man. He had a complete mental lapse of judgment i don't know if he is tired stressed sexed out i'm not sure but i don't know who this man is i guess if you live that long you're bound to have some bad years i just don't know i do i do not know um and i gotta say like i kind of feel like she didn't have anything else to do with Feyre and reese at this point so she gave them this storyline which mm -hmm. makes me really sad because, like, the couple's together. They already had their story. What else are you going to do with them? I understand yeah. that. But they rule a freaking, like... Country. I mean, not country. And then court. Cassian's teasing Reese the whole time about being the High Lord of Prithian, which evidently I always thought he was. Yeah. But I'm like, I think we're going to go more into that because it's been mentioned so many times mm-hmm. within this book. But we could have delved a little bit further at that point. Yeah. I don't know. That could have been more of the like the political intrigue. Yeah. Reese and Ferris plot. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Instead of, they're going to have a baby, but, but I mean, everyone like, may die. But here's the thing. You could have made it out like, you know, it's going to hit the fan. You know, there's a power struggle that's mm-hmm. not hibern. Like, you know, he left mm-hmm. something decimated. And so, some, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, could happen. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, them trying to build up the night court mm-hmm. because, I don't know, the autumn court decided to, mm-hmm. you know, build up armies or something. And I, th- I think part of the other reason why she went with Reese and Vera having the baby and Vera maybe dying and everything was so that Nesta and Vera could come back together and like, sh- like finish up Nesta's arc as far as like her mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. her emotional development. I think she just wanted Vera to be pregnant at the same time she was because <laughs> Vera was uh, her. S- uh, author insert. I don't disagree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she couldn't relate to Nesta. <laughs> couldn't relate to Nesta, so she had to add Farrah in there. Oh, by the way, Farrah's pregnant because mm-hmm. I'm pregnant right now. <laughs> but like, also like in a lot of stories, like oh, they're together, they're quote unquote married in whatever way mm-hmm. together. Mates, they're gonna have a baby now. Might yeah. as well. Oh, it's gonna be complicated. The baby's gonna be Illyrian. Oh. Let's make it hard to have an Illyrian baby. Uh-huh. Oh, let's make this a whole plot for yeah, the end, the climax. Because mag- magic, uh, she can't magically shift or it'll hurt yeah. something. Um, Makes no sense. It's really going to hurt when you're dying on the table, Vera. Yeah. Uh, also, we're to the point that it's one of your favorite points, I'm sure. I don't have anything really bad to say about it. They invite Eris over to the Court of Nightmares and he dances with Nesta. They, like, leave her as, like, a seductress Mm -hmm. because she dances so well. They're trying to get something out of Eris. I'm still not sure of what. (laughs) Uh, That's the why he's there. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, (laughs) But anyway, Eris is, like, after dancing with her, he's like, I must have her. Um, they like <laughs> offer like one of the blades that Nesta's made because it's gonna be like a really powerful ancient blade, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no! I want to marry your sister-in-law, Reese." And Cassie's like, "What? No!" But why? Other than to you know make Cassie and jealous. What's the point of having Eris want to marry? Does is Eris into Cassian? <laughs> Maybe. Can we support that? I can support it. I've. You know, I would actually prefer if Eris was gay. I think it it would yeah, add definitely some, add some intrigue to his character. You know, couldn't come out because of daddy old daddy. Definitely. So I think that would be because, you know, it plays into their very strict way of thinking. So maybe that's why he left more for dad because he would rather not be with a woman. Anyway. But would Eris, I feel like he's also, at least earlier on in the series, there to like appease in a way mm-hmm. which i guess he kind of falls off of that at this point but he's you know working behind his dad's back anyway i don't know please turn to page 354 i mean 600 i was like you are definitely further in that book 654 yes yes what okay oh okay so at this point we're leaving out so much context aren't i we? know <laughs> what would be the point we, we got, should have. We, we got sh- the blood rite going on. Okay. Yes, we have the blood rite. The blood rite is what the Bat Boys did in order to, I don't know, bragging rights. Be all rights. powerful. Bragging it's, rights. Illyrian men uh-huh. do this just to be like, oh, I'm so big and bad. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the Hunger Games. Yeah, that's what it is. They got to, they get dropped off in this forest and they got to like climb a mountain mm-hmm. and touch a big old rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not die before. And then. not die. Um, it's like survival and, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. There's, like, creatures in the woods. They can kill each other. It's not supposed to be any weapons or magic. Yeah, but there is. Definitely. Um, Nesta, I mean, this is, like, plot-driven, too, but Nesta and her friends get kidnapped. Yeah. We'll get to her friends later. And put into yeah. the blood rite. And Reese is like, well, I can't even change it. There's no loophole. Which I'm like, loophole my ass. He definitely wanted her dead. Because... If Pharaoh had managed to be in the blood ride, he'd have been like, oh, hell no, and found a loophole to get her out of there. He found a loophole to get her out of uh, the spring court. He would have found a loophole to get her out of the blood ride. Maybe there's just some things that Resen doesn't touch. Maybe. And as far as the Illyrians go, he's but not he- going to touch something as ancient as the blood ride. 
I'm sorry, but and they, there's might be like some magical doings where like well, if he touches it, they are dead. Well, it says that they'll be hunted and killed, yep. but you know I don't think that really matters to the most high lord, like the most powerful high lord of Prithian. If he had decided to become the high lord of Prithian, then no, it would not have mattered. But no, he keeps on refusing that. All right, this is where I put what happened to Koshe. I don't know. On page 727, I'm like, what happened to Koshe? Because it's never mentioned again. Oh, yeah. And the ending went on for so f***ing long. I was like, when can I get over this? Oh, yeah. And then the last bit is the most anticlimactic ending. Do you want to go through and say some of your stuff before we get to the ending? Okay. So we're going to start off with the things that I loved. Because, y'all, I tried to go into this book completely like... Objective? Is that the right word? Objective. Objective? Yes. This will be fun. Instead of went in <laughs> subjectively. <laughs> but, you know, there are certain things that I just enjoy. Um, number one, I love Nasta. Uh-huh. And so many people <laughs> so many people hate Nasta. And they, like, don't look forward to reading this book. I was never one of those people. I was like, read on. I love mm. her. Because we all know I love a bitch. <laughs> yes. And so, first off, I love her arc because she starts off being, um, like I said, depressed mm-hmm. and feeling like she is worthless, a worthless human or worthless fay at this point. Doesn't really, really want to exist. But she finds some purpose and she mm-hmm. does that in a few ways. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that way is through like deciding to like make a difference with like the priestesses. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she, she starts working with them. That's part of her deal where she has to organize books and, uh, she like hears their stories and everything. And she's practicing her training with Cassian and she's just like, these, these ladies have been through so much. They need to learn how to fight. Like I'm learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of encourages her further and she makes friends and I'll get to them in a minute and just like finds purpose. And she learns that like, I can't escape these sad feelings. I cannot escape this darkness. I need to acknowledge it and then move on, which is very real. Mm-hmm. If you deal with anything real like that, like very realistic. And that's yeah. something that I appreciate. I think SJM does trauma very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also love like Cassian's story, which is like funny because at first I didn't really see that. But he is constantly told he's like, you know, the Lord of Bastards, a complete brute. Like, yeah. every interaction he has with like Eris is talking about how much of a brute he is. Mm-hmm. And he's like more than that. He, he kind of wants people to see that, but he also is just like, whatever about mm-hmm. it. Like, I know who I am and it's whatever. Um, and also just like, his love for Nesta yes. and his belief in her, despite what everyone else thinks. Mm-hmm. He just like, I, like as we get further into the story, he's just like, yeah, I think I've always, you know, loved her. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always been her. Ever since she was human. Mm-hmm. Which we could see that during their first interaction in Mist and Fury. So mm-hmm. that's not. The fights were definitely passionate. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I love the house. Mm-hmm. The House of Wind is <laughs> sentient. Yeah, because like it's it's there for Nesta. It is her only friend for a hot minute. Granted, she created it, but <laughs> she created it. Yeah, it's part of it. That's part like with her powers, she managed to. What? You didn't know that? No, I thought the house was always there. The house was always there. I mean, like the house with a capital H. Mm-hmm. No, it wouldn't like being. It wouldn't get angry and stuff, or like take away like it had powers of- it like did stuff for people but didn't like read off of them like yes yes maybe it did but they had never encountered someone like nesta who was like oh she needs help i think it said in the book not my book <laughs> i had the original hardback and it didn't say anything <laughs> but i love that it was like girl- it was cute it was like girl you need to eat here's some food <laughs> Cassie told me to feed you and it was like oh you don't like fire here I'll make your bed warm and I was like oh that's so sweet and it was like oh you like this book I'll give you this one oh yeah and it gave her smut the entire way through also there's a love smut I love that oh yeah it's all like that'll also take me out so quick like I don't know just the fact she's reading smut books and like why does that take you out with the gal pals I I don't know with the gal it's just so modern. Like, it's just, like, such a modern thing to do. Sex has always existed. I know it has, but not smut books. Sure. I mean, in different forms. Sure. I mean, 
there's uh, ancient erotica mm. from Egypt, I understand, mm. that has always been around, but not like, and he caressed me. And this, I mean, like, and then, so it's a, you're reading her who's reading smut books, and then you get into her and Cassie and f***ing, and it's like, okay, why did we, I don't know, it just... I do have to, it like... For a fantasy, <laughs> it throws me. Yeah, I have two thoughts on my head. I want to keep them and hopefully keep them in this episode. Um, first off, like, as far as getting to, like, the sexuality of Nesta and everything, because that is explored more than it was explored with Vera, mm-hmm. which, first off, I don't know if that's part of her character or part of just SJM deciding to write it like this mm-hmm. and like make this like an adult fantasy because Nesta's 25. Yeah. Unless so she is classified adult, which is funny. Cause I was like 24 the first time I read it. And then I was like 26. Mm-hmm. Second time I read it. First off, like Nesta was like a virgin up until recently, mm-hmm. like within these books and she just like was depressed so she just decided "Ah, this is who i am now Mm -hmm. meanwhile like she is the smut reader yes she is (laughs) she is like she likes the bedroom Mm -hmm. um meanwhile like farah got that done with a while ago yeah to get it done with we all know what's his name isaac what Mm -hmm. happened to isaac was that it yeah and then elaine gave it up to someone she was engaged to Mm-hmm. Which I was, I read that and I was like, Elaine? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Why do you Elaine? think she's so hung up on Grayson, whatever the f? What? Grayson, Grayson. She's Elaine. Grayson, <laughs> Grayson. <laughs> so, I mean, I found that interesting that she was like the last of the sisters to like, yeah, give hers up. Yeah. But also, like, she's not like a prude or anything, but like, mm-hmm. with the way that she dresses is also, you know, very like buttoned up and everything. Mm-hmm. But then she. <laughs> She's just, she lets it loose in the bedroom. And she talks about that, too. She's like, I'm fine with that and with a partner, but otherwise, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that, that's very real of her. I understand mm-hmm. that. But then also, <laughs> she, like, while Cassie and Asriel are, like, training or something, she, like, imagines a threesome. Yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> and so many people talk about that scene, and I'm like, no, it doesn't need to happen. But, but girl, girl, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm willing my thoughts for this episode at that mm-hmm. and we'll come back with the next one all right we'll probably fight in the next episode now that we've got all of uh, most of our points down i got more though see you next time bye <laughs>